so good to have you join us for this watch night service. It's always great to end the year thanking God for his faithfulness, for his character, for his strength, his provision. Never say, never stop saying thank you, right? Always grateful. And as we uh, spend a little time in worship, listen to some scriptures, revisit some of the major memories of this past year, we want to come back to God saying, thank you, Lord. That's not just it. We also want to look into 2020 and we want to say thank you, Lord, for the fact that 2020 is history to you. You're there. And that nothing that's going to happen for me, to me, through me is news to you. You're the God of the past. You're God of the future. And that you're going to walk with me. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. And I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given me all the promises I need for every day of this coming year. So I'm going to walk into this year, 2020, with a lot of confidence, have a lot of hope, with renewed zeal to worship you. We've got a name that God has given to us. It's a beautiful name by which we have access to the King of Kings, the heavens, the throne, the holiest of holies. We have a name by which we can be healed. There's a name by which we can let go. That name is the Lord Jesus. He's given to us.
believe it, Lord, and we thank you so much for giving us a name. That's the key. That's what makes all the difference. It's not about religion. It's not about what we think, how we perceive. But it's a key. It's, a, it's an access. It's a name that is recognized in heaven. It's recognized in the courts of God's presence. It's recognized among the angels. And as we say that name, we're suddenly familiar. We're suddenly rallied in, brought in to be part of everything that surrounds the throne of God. We thank you for that, Lord. We may be in time, but we know that you are outside of time. And this coming year, you see the whole year as one picture. We know that you see our problems and the challenges this coming year, the heartbreaks, the things that are going to be said to us that will hurt us. We know that you see it. And we know that you have already decided, you've already made provision, you've already created people to come our way, to strengthen us, to love on us, to give us, to speak to us, Lord. So we know, oh God, that you are way ahead of us. And that's why we thank you. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Lay it all down again. To hear you say that I'm your friend. You are my desire.
It's easy to say those words, but you know, we really need to trust Him. We really need to be absolutely confident of God's presence, of God's word. You know, if we're not confident, if we're not absolutely sure of the promises, of course, we need to know those promises, but if we're sure of those promises, we can't really trust in Him. Here's a beautiful song that you may not know, or you might have heard it. Sing along with us. If not, just sit back and allow the words to take you to another level in your faith for this coming year. Because I'm going to be talking to you in a few minutes about how we need to go to another level in our faith. Wherever we're at in our journey, whatever step we found ourselves, we need to say, Lord, what's the next step? 2019 can't be the same as 2020. If the world is moving on, time is moving on, people are growing, I need to grow. I need to grow. So trust is what is going to build that.
those mountains, when you don't part those waters, when I don't have all the answers, I will trust in you, because your word is true. I will trust in you, Lord. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. You are my strength and comfort. You are my steady hand. You are my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. Scripture is full of promises and full of looking back too on God's faithfulness. Listen to some of the scriptures that just talk about the faithfulness of God and let your heart prepare itself to just worship Him, thank Him. And by worship Him, I don't mean let's sing another song. I mean let, let's get to a place where we really put everything on the altar, everything at His feet, everything for Him for the coming year. Listen to some scriptures about God's faithfulness. Psalm 145 verse 13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Second, Second Thessalonians 3.3 3, For the Lord is faithful, he will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Lamentations 3.22 and 23 The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. We can't even beat God <laughs> at screwing up. We, can, we can't mess it so bad that his mercy isn't just regenerated. You know, he's a God who has a character that regenerates itself. I mean, he gives life. So when more mercy is needed, more mercy comes through. More grace is needed. More grace comes through. That's why the Apostle Paul says, come boldly. Come, come confidently. So 2020 is going to be a year of failing, faltering, and we're going to fall on our faces. But mercy will cover. Mercy will cover. Mercy will cover. Mercy will cover. And every step you take, every relationship you make, every dream you have, every plan you make, the mercy of God and the strength of God goes ahead of you. And surely goodness and mercy 
will follow you as well. I just want to praise you. Lift my hands and say, I love you. You are everything to me. And I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name on high. You know the song? Sing with me. I just want to praise you. Lift my hands and say, I love you. You are everything to me. And I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name. I exalt your holy name on high. I just want to praise you. Take a moment to be quiet, just in his presence. We're coming to the end of a year. Right now, in the next few minutes, the year is going to end. And a new year is going to begin. And you've been promised two things. Either you've been promised a new year or a new reality. Either way, you're a winner. Either way, we move into a new chapter. The Bible is true. It says God has made all things new. Right now is one of the most bleakest times we've been through in our country, in India, with our students and with our people and our government. And the thing is that light shines the brightest when it's darkest. And that's when that light gets attention. And if we don't choose to be that light, say the light, speak the light, then the darker it gets, it doesn't actually help us. We need to praise God. We need to thank Him for He is worthy of our praise so i want you right now to think about how god has promised to be there for you in the coming year he's able he's more than able to do the things that you need him to do to accomplish anything that comes your way he is more than able to to handle the problems that are going to come your way listen to some promises about the future that god has for you <coughs> Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2 and 3 When you pass through the waters I will be with you and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you When you walk through fire you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you For I am your Lord your God the holy one of Israel your savior I give I give Egypt as your ransom Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Hebrews chapter 13 
verse 5 and 6. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can say confidently, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do to me. I would not fear what man can do to me. The Lord is my helper. He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns you today. He is able, more than able. To handle anything, 2020, that comes my way. He is able, more than able, to do much more than I could ever dream. He is able, more To make me what he wants me to be. Sing with me. He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns me today. able he has the strength he has the potential he has the knowledge he has everything he needs to act in your favor he has everything he needs to go ahead of you in time in space in relationships he has everything he needs to see for you to win for you to love for you and to forgive for you he's got all it takes for you to have a powerful year ahead are we going to we're going to have a powerful year ahead. We're going to see many others healed. We're going to see many others brought in to this beautiful relationship with the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to see God use us. We're going to see God heal us with our own stuff and, 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 uh, and share that with people who so desperately need to hear. Let's look into God's word today. And I want to just dwell on a passage of scripture and kind of meditate on that as we bring this, uh, this time to a close and pray the new year in. Let's look at God's word. I think it's time to look into God's word. Just a small passage of scripture that would enable us to tune our thoughts as we think about another whole year. You know, for some of us, it's been a lot of years. I completed 50 this past year. For some of us, we're way ahead. For some of us, you're still in your teens. But no matter what, we all need purpose. We need motivation 
to live each year. And we are disciples of Christ. We are followers of the Lord Jesus. And we find our compelling motivation in the person and a relationship with Christ himself. So as we think about our life, we can't think of it separate to Christ and what he wants and his agenda. And today I just want to drive that home, encourage you, challenge you to enter 2020 with the determination that you are going to live for him. I am going to live for him. Let me take you to a passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And you see just a couple of verses, 14 and 15. It says this, For the love of Christ controls us. I don't know if you have a Bible with you, but let me read this for you. For the love of Christ controls us. Some versions say compels us, drives us, right? Because we have concluded that one has died for all. That's Jesus. Therefore, all have died. One has died for all. Therefore, all have died. So, in Christ, everyone has died. And in Christ, because he rose again, everyone can live. That's essentially the, the swap, the divine swap that God has done with us. We have given, him, given our, him our death and he has given us his life. I teach this to you throughout the year, but let's go over it yet again. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded, we've come to this understanding that one has died for all, therefore all have died. And he died for all, and here's where the clincher is. Because it sounds kind of morbid, sounds kind of negative, we're talking about death, but death comes first. The moment you die to yourself, you can then live for Christ. What hasn't died can never be resurrected. What hasn't come to an end cannot start again. What hasn't died cannot know the resurrection power of Christ. So he says, he died for all that those who live might live no longer for themselves. Might live no longer for themselves, but for him for whom who died and was raised for him. Look at that. But for him for their sake he died and he was raised again. That passage of scripture tells me this one thing. It tells me for me to be able to experience the life of Christ, to be motivated by living for Christ, I need to experience my death in him. I need to put Jeremy down completely. I need to put my dreams and ambitions down completely. You're saying, but what about me? What about my dreams? What about my plans for the year? Pastor Jeremy, are you saying let's not think about tomorrow? Let's not make plans? I didn't say that. What we're saying is that when we put our hands, my life, in him, he perfects it. He is the one that makes it really what it can be. And he's the one who absorbs me into him. All my weaknesses are absorbed into him. All my failings and falterings are absorbed into him. The Bible says he became sin for us. And he was nailed to the cross and was done with. Everything I regret was nailed to the cross. Everything that I, 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 I blame myself for was nailed to the cross. So when I go into 2020, I can go with the confidence that I live. Because I live because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Tomorrow, And when I live, I'm going to live now for a new purpose. It can't be for myself, right? So here's the thing. I hope you're thinking with me. If I'm going to live for him, I need to ask two important questions. Who is my master and what is my mission? Who is my master and what is my mission? We here at our church, Covenant Life, and we love you, we pray for you, and we, 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 want, we want you to grow with us this coming year. But our vision for this year is we want to be a community of faith 
that is committed to developing mature and connected disciples of Jesus Christ. A disciple asks these two questions. Number one, what is, uh, who is my master and what is my mission? Who's going to run my life? Who's going to have the last say? Who's going who's to tell me what not to do and what, what I must do? Who has the authority to say no to me and I'll just shut up and listen? Everybody else and with everyone else, it's my rights, my opinion, my this, my that. You, you can have a ton load of that. But there's got to be one master and it can't be you. Because we've done enough of that and we know it doesn't work. It can't be you. So I want to claim Christ as my master for 2020. I want to declare and I want to tell him he is the master for 2020. Now the next question is, what is my mission? What is my mission? In the same passage of scripture, he says, Christ has reconciled us to the Father and now he gives us a ministry of reconciliation. So he has given me a call and he says, I want to live by, by this. Paul says, I'm compelled by the love of Christ. So we're driven by the love of Christ to live no longer for ourselves. Can I say that again? No longer for ourselves. Trust me, you're not going to get a lot of support on this. Your own mother's not going to support you on this. Your loved ones are not going to support you on this. But Christ, when he calls you to follow him, he says, no longer for yourself, but for him. But for him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to live with him. I'm going to live for him. This calls for a few things. Every man for the master and for his mission. If he's going to be my master, I must have his mission front and center. Three things if you want to remember this. Number one, I got to have private pure purity. Private purity. Because if there's any two thrones in my life, if there's any two ways in my life, I'm going to keep on getting frustrated and choosing between those two. If Christ's my master, I need to have private purity. If Christ is my master, I need to have personal devotion. I can't connect to God through nature, through people, through music, and all that nonsense. Christ hasn't called you to sing for him. Christ hasn't called you to take a walk in the jungle for him. Christ has called you to have a relationship with him. So it's got to be one-on-one. -on -one. 2020 is going to be a year of personal devotion. I want to hear his voice. I want, to hear, I want him to hear my voice. I want to spend time with him, and I'm going to mark time for him. He is going to be my primary relationship in 2020. And what comes out of that relationship is in. What goes against that relationship is out. Private purity, personal devotion, and then we have been given a ministry of reconciliation. So public service. So I can't say that I love Jesus and Jesus is a servant and I don't be a servant. I can't say that I love Jesus and not do as he says. And what does he say? You need to serve with me. You need to adopt my mission to be able to serve people. There's a hurting world out there. There are hurting people outside in your own life. There are angry people. There are frustrated people. And God has called you to be a vehicle of peace, a vehicle of the love of God, a vehicle of the message that God is love and that God wants people back so that he can give them everything they need. That needs to become front and center. Beyond your career, beyond your desire to make money, beyond your desire to be, faith, uh, to be famous, beyond your desire to be popular, beyond your desire to just be happy, something has got to trump all of that. And that is your public service. What has Christ called you and me to do? All right, let's wrap it up. We are God's people. We are called to be a community of faith. This means we ask 
as disciples, we ask two questions. Number one, who is my master and what is my mission? Once I get that clear, every day I wake up in the morning of 2020, every day I wake up and I ask myself this question. If I'm going to be successful this year, this day, then I need to know who's my master. Yes, sir. No, sir. Three bags full, sir. And number two, what is my mission? At the end of the day, did I do it? Did I not do it? Did I do it? Did I not do it? What's 2020 going to look like for you? You could be a success without God. But God wants you to be a success with him. And it's way better. It's way more peaceful. I myself, I'm a broken man. There is nothing in me that qualifies me to talk to you. I don't deserve to be telling you even my story. I am a guy who's broken and should have been cast away. My own teachers, my own people didn't think that I was good enough for anything. Nothing within me was good enough for anybody. And they always thought, people always thought that I'd amount to nothing. God took my life and God took me at the age of 17 and 18. And during those years in my brokenness, spoke into my life and says, I don't agree with everybody else. I've got a plan for you. If you want to come join with me, if you want to join forces with me, I can make your life matter so much that I can impact more people than you can ever even smile at. So God took my life and he made it his own. And I'm telling you from 37 years of walking with him, from 34 years of serving him, I can tell you for a fact, there's no turning back. There's never a regret. When I was 21 years old, I wrote this song because I was studying about how much God loved me and how God's love for me replaces my love for me or for anything else. And if that trumps, then the love of Christ compels me to live no longer for myself, but for him who died and rose again for my sake. I want to sing you that song right now from my heart to yours, just as a ministry to you. And I want you to listen to this and I hope that it will be a blessing to you. Lord, you know, I love you so. I'll praise your name wherever I go. Cause you're worthy of my life, my praise. To your majesty, these arms I raise.
take this life, oh Lord, and use it. Take this mouth, proclaim your word. To this mind, impart your knowledge. In this heart, Lord, make your throne. Cause I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Cause I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Savior God, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I love you, Lord. Cause I love you, Lord. Cause I love you, Lord. Savior God, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. Oh, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I always love you. I love you, Lord. Love you. So you guys excited about the following year? Yeah! All right. To all of you watching from all over the world, at any time you might be watching, from here at CL Covenant Life, Happy, Happy New, New year. year! God bless you. Have a great year. All the best. Woo!